For the most accurate and up-to-date disclosures about the products or services mentioned in this episode, visit trianglecu.org using the link in the show notes. If you don't have a New Year's resolution, we've got one for you. In this episode, we'll be sharing tips on how to take charge of your credit score in 2024. Stay tuned. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted Best Credit Union in New Hampshire. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Triangle Credit Union's Making Money Personal Podcast. I'm Kevin here with Terry and Liz. And today we're going to be looking at uh, your credit score, particularly how to prepare your credit score uh, for the year 2024. Hello, ladies. Hello, Kevin. Hey, how Kevin. are you? Uh, how was your Christmas? Oh, great. Busy as always. <sighs> TBD. <laughs> I got to come back to you on that. I have to process everything. <laughs> how about yours, Kevin? Oh, it was great. It <laughs> just went by so quick. <laughs> Can't believe it. Every year. Every year. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for doing the intro, Kev. So today, what we really want to talk about is credit, right? Everyone needs credit. If you want to look for a loan, if you're looking to get a new car, a house, something like that, you need a credit score. So this time of year is a great time for setting resolutions, right? setting new goals. Uh, so why would people want to really look to improve their credit this year? Well, I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm not, I'm certainly not the professional and I'm looking at Kevin. I know you can't see that on the podcast, but I am looking at the professional in the room. I, I, this is what I know about the credit score. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I understand that if you have a higher credit score and you're going to be taking out a loan, then you will get a better rate. Is that? That is, is that, correct. Okay. Now yeah. I now I sound a little bit legal, right? Is that not true? <laughs> Isn't it true that? Okay. So that that for me that would be one of the reasons why. Um, to get the you would want to get you know you want to have a, a good credit score. Yeah. Well, and a, and a good rate, like say, yeah, you're going to borrow for something like, say you want to get a new car this year. You want to borrow money for that because you can't pay cash for it if you don't have the cash. And the better the rate, the lower the monthly payment, right? right? There you so go. it saves you money, right? ultimately. Same thing with a house, right? Right. Buying a house. If this is the year you're ready to purchase that home, right. you're going to want to make sure that your credit's in good shape so you can not pay as high a payment as um, a lower credit score might Right. Absolutely. And we'll probably get into this a little bit uh, later, but I think there's so much out there available for people to read on what credit is that it can almost be oversaturated. Mm -hmm. So knowing what is the most important bits of credit, why it's important and why you need it, uh, I think is extremely helpful because you mentioned purchasing a home. So maybe this is the year you want to purchase a home. So where do you start? How do you know if your credit is in a good situation and how do you prepare for something like that? Also, even just buying a car. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different things that we need credit for, even things we don't realize, uh, like renting. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not in a right. place of buying a home, but renting, I know they check your credit score. And uh, even I think even in some cases, cell phone carriers are checking credit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so to determine so your rate or to determine I have heard that because huh. they do report those things to your credit and so I think they check the credit score even insurance companies I've heard mm -hmm. are checking credit 
because they want to ensure that. And I suppose this goes back to just the fundamental bit of credit, which is what it is and uh, why it's a determining factor in borrowing money. Mm -hmm. So your credit, because it isn't, as you, Liz, mentioned, that if you don't have the cash, you know, credit is an extension of... um, well, credit, that sounds dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, a, the amount you can borrow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ability for you to borrow. To get something on credit means that you're not providing anything up front to get it, right? Right. So if you're getting something on credit, the only way for lenders to determine whether or not you're credit worthy or whether or not you can handle a loan of some kind or another or, again, insurance or renting uh, is to look at your credit, which a lot of times, this is particularly interesting because my first episode, we t- I talked about how important credit is for young people, and so I'm glad mm-hmm. we're having this, because they sure. don't have a credit history established. Uh, right. And so a lot of times, lenders, they look, not a lot of times, they always look at your credit history because it's a indication of your past to indicate what you might do in the future with credit. So if you have a good credit score, then it's indication that you know how to handle credit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, is that that probably goes in line with uh, some of the stuff I was looking up on the internet about credit scores? Is they're they're specifying to your credit score and your credit report are two different things, yes. right? Because yep. your score is the number and it determines it's anywhere from what um, do you know the range? Three hundred to nine hundred. Three hundred to nine hundred, and the report actually has a breakdown of like how much you've paid, uh, your history, all of that stuff, right? So. When we talk about credit in this episode, a lot of what we're talking about is going to be pertaining to the score itself. But it's important to know your report as well, to check your report, because that's going to give lenders and other creditors more information about your habits. Well, you know, what's interesting is you said about the score, but knowing your credit report actually helps you understand what what in your credit report uh, determines your score. So... What might be off or meat could be adjusted. Yes, something like that. Yeah, and what I mean by that, uh, to be more specific, is that there are different types of credit that you can have. There's what they call installment loans, which are your auto loans, your personal loans. Those carry a different weight to them. Uh, and then you have your revolving loans, like your credit cards or lines of credit. Uh, and those are hit your credit different. And oh. then you have mortgage loans, which are the same um, even your store credit. So for those of you, like Terry, you probably have a store credit or two because you get the discount. <laughs> I may or may not use that financial strategy on a daily basis. But yes, you are correct to assume that. Although you, you, we, we do know that you like to thrift a lot. So. I do. So. Different episode, but yes, yeah. that is true. As you alluded to the last time. But all those things hit your credit differently. So those all have different weights to them and they do factor into your score. So it's, uh, I find credit reporting uh, interesting. I don't study them for a career, but I do find them interesting. Yeah. I do want to uh, have, have a clarification on what I had said about the 300 to 900. So I just looked oh. it up and it said, while older models of credit scores used to go as high as 900, you can no longer achieve a 900 credit oh. score. The highest score you can achieve today is 850. So okay. Anything about uh, anything above 800 is considered an excellent credit score. So we, I, I think we're probably going to get into that in a little bit more. But I just wanted to clarify that no, that's early good. on. Yeah. Can I can I add a a, a disclaimer uh, sure. that we the three of us are we're not 
lenders. Correct. Is that, is that okay to make yeah. sure? So that yeah, the things 100%. that we're sharing are based on information that we've read. And then certainly because we're a credit union that we have, uh, I have 14 years plus of lending where I'm preparing loans and I know what goes into looking at a credit score, but the three of us are, don't have lending authority. So Correct. We, Correct. Yeah. Please. Um, Check with your lender, yeah, <laughs> your yeah. authorized lender. <laughs> but I will say that my experience I'm drawing on personally from, from my lending, like from my own personal credit card. Debt. Your history. <laughs> my gotcha. my history of use of my credit cards. He's <laughs> yes. like, why can't yeah. I shake that 500 <laughs> credit score? <laughs> <laughs> Which may or may not have been the case at one point. <laughs> Okay. I do sound a little legal today. Don't I? <laughs> yeah, must be the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, one of the things we did want to present in this episode is for anybody who is interested in taking charge of their credit score, taking charge of their credit. Um, again, as Kevin mentioned, a lot of this information we've we've read about, we've picked up, you know, through various sources. Um, so there's many of many many resources out there that you can use also to learn more about this. But we'll just present a couple kind of higher level um, information about things that you can do to th- or things that impact your credit score. Because um, I think that when you're starting in this world, it can be overwhelming if you're trying to understand it. So you should. It's probably good practice to understand what impacts it the most first. So we're gonna kind of just discuss three of the top things that impact your credit. Yeah, you can't escape credit, and so you're you're right to start that way. Uh, that the three things that affect your credit. If I, so I think one of the biggest things I've seen, and I know uh, that there's percentages for things that that. Now the interesting thing about credit reports and credit scores is that they're they're derived by a mathematical equation. So because oftentimes in my in right. my line of work and just processing lots of loans and talking to lots of people over the years, is they of, often ask. If I do this, this, or this, right. uh, what it, what will that do to my credit? And I usually will tell them that I, I don't have the ability to determine that because they plug in values and uh, it's all empirically based. And so it's equations. It's like Google's alg- algorithm or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, exactly. <laughs> so We do not. Wizardry yeah. over there. Yeah. Sorcery. <laughs> You just, you don't know how it works. You just like it when it does. <laughs> so credit scores are the same way. They're, they're all using equations. So you plug certain things in and everything has a certain value. But I think the biggest piece that contributes to somebody's credit score impact is payment history. Mm. Because when you start missing payments, and this could happen whether it was negligence or outside conditions that caused a late payment, those hit your credit pretty heavily. And so if you have too many late payments uh, and you have bad payment history, then that tends to drag your score down, I would say, what I've seen. And I think I know based on how they're weighted uh, the most. That makes sense, yeah. I'm looking up a chart here, and um, in particular, the FICO score. Because again, there's a lot of different credit scores out there. The most common is the FICO. So according to this chart, Kevin, you're right, payment history, 35% of your FICO score. Um, one thing that I wanted to share was about uh, the debt to income ratio. So how much debt you're carrying. Mm. Good one. So approximately 30% of the score is based on outstanding debt. A good guide is to keep your credit card balances at 25% or less of their credit limits. And this is based on the entire amount you owe, the number and types of accounts you have, the amount of money owed compared to how much credit you have available. And there's also another um, 
little note here that I found. It said the general rule of thumb is that you shouldn't spend more than 10% of your take-home income on credit card debt. So a oh, couple of little caveats there. Yeah. Very good. The last, uh, I know in some cases, your income determines how much unsecured debt uh, and even secured debt that you have. So that lines up. Mm-hmm. That's a very safe. And some lenders won't loan you more than X amount of dollars because that number has that percentages your your extended past that yeah hmm. and that's across all of your credit limits mm-hmm. so say you have mm-hmm. like six or seven cards you got to go make sure that each one of those cards remains at that percentage threshold you just mentioned right Terry? right right exactly so yeah let me just say i'm going to say it again the good guide is to keep your credit card balances at 25 percent or less of their credit limits and that's across all cards right but the total or the aggregate should, it says the general rule of thumb is that you shouldn't spend more than 10% of your take home pay or income on credit card debt. So there's a couple of different uh, percentages that I'm throwing out there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So the third point uh, that impacts your credit is the length of your credit history. So that that does carry a weight. It's only 15% according to this little Um, FICO credit score chart here, but it's still third on the list. So um, the longer you have your credit history or this credit line, uh, it's more favorable to you as a borrower. So um, it provides the lender more information about your spending habits. So they kind of get a better idea of how you are uh, when it comes to borrowing money. So if you have credit cards or if you have some lines, keeping them open longer, if possible, um, is a, a good way to make sure that your credit credit score um it may impact your credit score in a positive way that's a good one that is a good one yeah it's very good the longer credit history you have it just gives you that that longer uh sample of your ability to to handle credit Mm. so which again going back to young people is why in their case it's particularly difficult to secure big loans and stuff even if it's for a car is because there isn't a lot (laughs) oftentimes i hear it's that same argument like where you go for a job and they're like you don't have any job experience it's like well if you don't hire me i have no job i can't get any so how can i have credit history it won't give me a loan (laughs) so actually i have a question about that kev so we only really honestly i know that we joke around a lot about credit card and i but i am down to literally just one credit card Although I might have a Macy's card as well. So maybe I have more than, and oh wait, there's a Home Depot card. So never mind. But I, I do want to mention like the major card that I use, right? So um, we ended up adding both of my daughters to the credit card a few years ago because they were, you know, 17, 18. And with specific directions that they can't use the card unless it's an emergency situation. But their name is you know, they're now part of my account, if you will, they're authorized users. Does that I heard that that actually helps their credit score. If I have good payment history, it's almost like the credit card company is using my history to establish credit um, performance for them. Have you ever heard that? I see it all the time. Uh, I don't think we've done that with my kids. I don't think we added them on the credit card. So that does appear differently on the, on the credit report. It comes through on their credit report with a little A next to it, at least on the TransUnion ones. And that indicates that they're an authorized user. So they do get the credit. 
Um, but some lenders may look at that and say, well, they're just an authorized user. They're not the one who's actually responsible for the credit, even though it does. Mm, okay. So what we did with my kids or well, with my son, we haven't done this with my daughter yet, but what we did with my son is when we got him a car, um, I put the loan in my name first so that he got the benefit of a lower rate, but I made sure that he was on the loan because then he also gets the credit and he's mm -hmm. he's the one paying it. Mm -hmm. But that is a direct one for one because now he's a co-borrower and not an authorized user. So got he's you. responsible for the debt and it reports just like oh. it does to mine. Perfect, okay. Now again, he was 18, so if, you're, if your son or daughter is under 18, then you can't add them to a car loan, mm -hmm. but. <laughs> yeah, that's their, that iffy yeah. period of time. So, um, um, how familiar are you, do you, I guess we also have a 400, I, I'm not going to say, I guess, I know that Triangle offers a teen loan. Yep. Um, and it's, it's a very small teen loan. It's like $400. Um, and it's at a lower rate, but it's designed to help establish credit for our teen club members. Are you, you know, can you share a little bit about the details about that? Yeah, Terry, we do have a teen loan. You're absolutely right. It's $400 and... Um, it is available to our teen club members, um, and they just have to have the ability to repay it. So okay. they just have to have a job uh, to be able to, uh, and I don't think the hour requirement is, you know, obviously if you're a teen, you're not working full time or something right. like that. And that's it. It's a pretty, I've done a few of them uh, over the time that I've been here. So they're pretty easy. And you're right. It does give uh, the young person an opportunity to grow and what it is to carry a loan. Mm. So it's it's kind of a cool thing that we offer that. Yeah, 100%. Cool. So if parents are interested and they got a teen who's looking to build some credit, come in to one of our branches and talk to our staff. Yep. Yeah. Or go on the website and there's a bit more detail there. Great. Or you can call me. <laughs> <laughs> call Kevin directly. <laughs> I was actually going to say something about the limit, $400. That's my groceries. That's my grocery money right now. Yeah, maybe we should adjust that according to inflation. <laughs> I'm not going to go there, but. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, at this time, we're going to just take a really quick break, and then we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of having to wait until the end of the week for your paycheck? If you set up direct deposit to your Triangle checking account, you can get paid up to two days earlier. Early Paycheck with Direct Deposit allows you to get paid sooner, so you can enjoy your money for all the ways you live, from shopping and dining to taking care of bills. Early Paycheck works with employment checks, U.S. Social Security, and other government ACH types of payments. If you're still waiting until Friday to get paid, set up direct deposit with Early Paycheck to your Triangle checking account and make Wednesday your new payday. Visit trianglecu.org to learn how to get started. Triangle Credit Union cannot assume any liability for not depositing these funds to a member account early. Okay, welcome back. Today we're talking about credit scores and covering a lot of different aspects about how you can, uh, what you can do to make an impact on your credit score and increasing it. In this segment, we want to talk about ways that you can repair or improve your credit score. So, Liz, what did you find out? So, there's a there's actually a bunch of different things that you can do to help improve your credit score. So, if you're unhappy with the number, say you you check your report, you check your score, and you're like, Ugh, I don't really want to be that low. I want to improve it. There are things you can do. So, uh, we're just going to kind of go down a list here. So, the first one is to check your credit score in your report surprisingly, right? So check it, look at it, uh, learn about what's part of it, learn about uh, the different aspects of it and see where you might need to 
improve to start? You know, what do you need to change first? You know, uh, Lizzie, if I could just say, you know, that sounds so rudimentary to just check your credit score, but that's so important. And I don't super know how many people, I don't know what the percentage of people do it, but you really should. Right. And I, we did a money, I don't know if it was a money tip or if it was a full episode a thousand years ago, but it was things to do in February, like the financial mm-hmm. steps to for things to do in February. This is the time that I really take a deeper dive on my credit report and check mm-hmm. my credit score every February. I probably should do it more frequently, but that's when I do it. I also wanted to mention that we offer this with uh, Triangle Credit Union's Better Checking Account. We offer, I feel like it's uh, every, is Kevin help me out here with Better Checking? I think it's every 90 days or, or it's quite mm-hmm. often that you can do that. Okay, So perfect. It, Terry, you're right, it is rudimentary, but it is absolutely essential because if you're only aware of what's on your credit every time you go for a loan, it's hard to prepare yourself for improving or, um, well, just improving it if that's the only time that you do that. Right. And a yeah. lot of the offer through better checking, it doesn't impact your score because it's a soft pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not one that, that brings your credit score down because I know that's a thing that we get asked all the time that people are concerned about if too many people are checking my credit. And in some cases, yes, that could be a negative. So this doesn't do that, but it allows you to look at what's on your credit report and so, as you already said, Liz, so that you know what your score is, it's hard to improve if you don't know what it is. 100%, right. And can I say one thing about checking your credit is what I tell people, because the whole point we have the Better Checking Account is about credit monitoring mm-hmm. uh, and knowing what's on your credit. And so, if you're checking your credit report often, not just for the score, but if you're checking your credit report, it's going to help you catch if there's something on there that oh, shouldn't be right, on there. Right. So. I'm sorry, that might be a segue into the next thing. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect transition, Kevin. (laughs) So the next one is actually to fix or dispute any errors. Right on point, Kevin. Um, It's so true. If if you don't look at your report, you're not going to know if anything is off. And if you don't know anything's off, you're not going to know what to fix. So, you know, technology's great. Algorithms are great. But sometimes things get messed up. Sometimes things get lost in the shuffle or, or things get kind of like weird so reviewing it kind of ensures that you're keeping an eye on it for things that might not even be your fault um it's a great point so you don't really know until you look right so that's the second one um the third one we've kind of touched on this a little bit but we can we can say it's pretty solid is to always pay your bills on time (laughs) that is one of like the more important things to do when it comes to making sure you improve your credit make sure you pay those bills yeah, and on that one, this uh, I was going to say this, but I didn't want to segue into the next one again. So one of the reasons why you should dispute anything is because things on occasion can be properly, re- uh, improperly, excuse me, reported. And so if you're often checking it, it just helps you avoid either end up getting a rate that is not as good as you should, but it also helps you catch things if you are paying your bills on time and, and there was an error on the lender or the creditor and somehow now you have late payments that aren't really true. So checking it off and helps you be prepared for that sort of thing. For sure. Uh, and then another one too that we, we touched on this one a little bit too is to make sure you keep your credit u- utilization ratio between 25 to 30%. So based on our research, that's a good rule of thumb. Some sources say 30%, some sources say 25 um, But it's just a a good range to make sure that you're keeping that utilization 
within that healthy range and not bumping up against that credit limit because that will impact your score. So if you find that that's where you're kind of off a little bit, maybe you're pushing that limit a little higher, um, that's a definitely a good one to adjust right there is to just keep an eye on that and make sure it doesn't go too, too high. The, the points that I wanted to add to, to that list, Liz, is uh, the, fir- the first one that I wanted to mention was that to pay down your debts, basically, right? Mm. So that I, it kind of goes back to make sure that you pay your bills on time. It kind of goes hand in hand, but, they, but it's, very, it's critical that you uh, pay down your debts, other debts, um, whatever those debts might be. The, the other one that I want to mention is keep the old credit cards open, which is a little tricky. Um, mm-hmm. I have closed some in the past, and it definitely has had a negative impact. But in terms of repairing or improving that credit score, you do want to keep all of your credit cards open. Now, having said that, if you're not using them, you should basically inactivate them. Not inactivate. What's the word? Cut. Uh, turn them off. Like lock. If, them. Yeah, lock them. Lock them. Lock them. And um, I think most credit cards allow that to happen now. I'm not really sure about the store cards, but I do know that if it's a major credit card, you should be able to lock it down if you're not using it. And then the last thing I wanted to mention is don't take out credit unless you really need it. So mm. those are the three things that I wanted to add to your list. Yeah, and uh, interestingly enough, it wasn't planned this way, but what I wanted to add to uh, particularly how you can repair or improve your credit is more from just the overall approach to credit, which is discipline, discipline, discipline. Mm -hmm. Credit is, it's great when you get that approval notice, particularly if it's a car or a house or something that you need, Uh, even a credit card, you know, maybe... You need one of those for traveling or what have you. It's always, uh, everybody likes that little endorphin hit of being approved. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> However, uh, nothing, uh, there's few things I would say that are more slippery slopes than, than credit. And once you get into it, uh, particularly with credit cards, I think, Lizzie, you were saying this earlier, that it's very tough to get out of it because the rates are usually high. Mm-hmm. Some of them are 30, 25 to 35%. Um, and so once you get under that, uh, burden of revolving credit particularly, it's tough to get out of it because as that mounts up and you're only making minimum payments, the minimum payments are not going to get you where you want to go. So right. discipline, 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 because all of these tips about um, fixing disputes, paying your bills on time, don't take out credit unless you need it is all about the discipline. And right. credit can be your best friend and is un- mm. is necessary, um, but it needs to be watched and guarded. And can't do that without discipline Um, and if you are in a situation where your credit is not great and you find yourself um, in a like a burden of credit situation because I have seen this enough times in the the work that I do is just be patient and try to fix one thing at a time Mm -hmm. because you don't get into a uh, overburdened situation or credit situation overnight and so right. you're not going to fix it overnight and sometimes mm-hmm. that particularly if maybe money's tight maybe there was a situation that led to the income stream tightening up a bit and so now you still have all those debts and 
So I, this often happens, right, where you're in a situation where you have these credit cards, the income's not coming in, or there was a situation, could be health or what have you, and so it's mm. like, well, what do I do? And then you start paying your bills on your credit cards, and then uh, you get further on down the line, and now you're just under that burden of debt, and it's like, well, what do I do? And so that fear and that panic and some of those uh, human things that kick in. Yeah. So if you're in that situation, you just have to try to tackle one thing at a time, and not try to overcome the whole thing at once because that can be extremely discouraging. Mm -hmm. So I know that uh, with the personal loans that we have, uh, oftentimes I've seen some folks consolidate their debt and just that frees you up because one of the other things is, is when you convert a lot of revolving debt to an installment debt, you've now cleared up all that revolving debt, which ends up helping your credit score. Mm -hmm. And now it's a manageable payment that you're paying once a month rather than all those minimums that aren't reducing the (laughs) interest is greater than your payment. Right, exactly. (laughs) And if you, I'm just going to add this, if you do want to get out of debt, like it, consolidation to, to manage your debt is one thing, but don't just keep using the credit yeah. card after, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. if this is your first step, take the sec- the second step and just say, you know what, I'm just going to put the credit card in the freezer for right now and, and not use it. Just yeah. depending. Again, discipline, discipline, discipline. discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so necessary when it comes to credit, but at times, uh, either through our own whatever you want to say but also external things sometimes it could be the most difficult but it's the most necessary yeah i've literally heard people say i'm going to freeze my credit card it's like freeze your debt and it's like they literally put it in the credit card i was like that's i've heard that too <laughs> extreme so can and i tell very you put literal, it in the freezer right very yeah. literal well, you, can i tell you why uh years ago when i was working in california at a credit union the the ceo was also my boss for a short period of time so he's the one that i credit to really explaining a credit score and a credit report to me and he talked about that and the reason why he said you should do that is if you're prone to impulse yeah um Mm. and your credit card is in a block of ice you can't just grab it. You got to wait and thaw that out mm-hmm. uh, or thought out whether it's immediate because you have a blowtorch <laughs> or you're setting it on the counter to. Um, so that was then that was before the age of uh, payment information being saved in websites. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. But you know what? Sometimes if you're in an extreme debt situation, uh, it takes an extreme response. Yes. So something like <laughs> literally freezing your credit card. That's in right. The, uh, might be the one thing that puts you in the place of of uh, seeing financial freedom. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. It's a for big sure. deal for sure. Uh, okay, so I just want to go over a couple resources uh, for people who are interested in improving their credit scores. There's actually like tools out there that you can utilize. One of them is a score simulator. Um, your your card issuer might provide one of these on their websites. Um, I saw one through Credit Karma. If you have a Credit Karma account. Um, and then NerdWallet was actually the website where I saw this, if you're interested. But what it does is it kind of allows you to input it certain, certain information and kind of tweak um, what, what things might impact it. So you can kind of go through the simulation of, okay, should I do this instead and try that in the simulator and it'll kind of give you an estimate of how that would impact your score. So if you're looking for like a hands-on practical way of seeing what affects your score and and what kind of things you should do to try to fix it, you could try one of these simulators. So 
check your card issue, issuer site, uh, check Credit Karma or any of these other uh, websites and see if, if you can play around with that. Another thing I wanted to, to kind of just let everybody know is that we do webinars occasionally um, on debt improvement, um, getting debt free, stuff like that. So follow us on social media or check our websites because every now and then you might see a webinar come around that you might be interested in attending. Lynn, and- I'm sorry to interrupt Liz too, but one thing that I wanted to say, it's if they were interested in going and watching the webinar, it's on our YouTube channel, which you can find at trianglenuniversity.com. And then just look under- Totally like- forgot about YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there, yes. Wait, and actually, <laughs> don't you maintain the YouTube channel, Liz? Yes, yes you do. Uh, yeah, no, Terry's totally right. So yeah, that's always on our on our uh, YouTube channel. But every now and then, you know, if you want to have like a session, if you want to, you know, work with a, a host or something, there might be a chance for you to do that as well. But anyway, go to our YouTube. We'll share the link in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so I know uh, those are some great resources. And I didn't actually know about the score uh, simulator. That's interesting. Um, when you were saying that, though, I was thinking that there are different models. Yeah, the one you mentioned was FICO, which I think is the most right. traditional one, which is Fair Isaac. Uh, and a lot of financial institutions use that one. Um, but I think dealerships and even Credit Karma will use what they call Vantage. Uh, oh, right, so your Vantage score. Yeah, right, there's yeah. different models that they use. So sometimes your credit score can look different on different websites. Um, but it's really just to give you an idea of where your credit is at. And then as you your your report itself should be all the same. There should be the same debts. And one other thing about the better checking is that we provide you with uh, what your credit report looks like. The only You don't have access to all three credit reports, but there's three credit bureaus. And the better checking does give you uh, what's on the report of all three of them because some creditors don't report to all three. So it's good to see uh-huh. all three of them because sometimes there's debts that are on there that uh, are only reported to certain credit bureaus. Got it. Cool. And that's all through the better checking, right? Through yep. the ID Protect Me? Yep. Okay. If you have a better checking account, check that credit score. That's... Anything else you guys wanted to add? No, I okay. think it's to your credit that we shared this today. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, man. Perfect. <laughs> Waiting for a know, pun. Actually, this has been probably our, it's going to definitely be our like uh, most serious episode so far. But know, that was a many. wonderful way to end up. Yeah. So score one for me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Do you just keep these in the back of your brain? <laughs> no, I wish that was the case. It just, just comes out naturally. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in for this episode and listening to us chat a little bit about credit. We hope that you you use what you learn here to check your credit score, check your report, learn about all the different ways that you can improve it. So thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. That wraps up this episode of the Making Money Personal Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, we would love to hear from you. Email your thoughts about this show or any other ideas at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. Thank you to all of our subscribers. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any new episodes or money tips. Thank you for listening and have a great day.